from our generous listeners. You make community radio possible. Thank you. The time is just before 9.59, and you are tuned to WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming online at WERU.org. Healthy Options with your host, Andre Bella, is up next. I'm Andre Bella for Healthy Options, a program about integrative health therapies. Reminder to all our listeners that this is a live call-in show, and at the half hour, we'll be opening up the phone lines. That number is 866-625-9378, and we'll be giving you that number again as we go along in the show. Today, we have martial arts expert Randy Gilo with us today. Welcome, Randy. Thank you. And he is going to talk about the meditative aspects of Tai Chi. Randy Gilo started training in martial arts in 1983. He received fourth-degree black belt in Kempo Karate. In 1995, after opening a karate school, he started training in the ancient art of Tai Chi. In 2001, he was promoted to eighth-degree black belt by Filipino Grandmaster Remy Prezes. Mr. Gilo continues to practice and teach both Tai Chi and a blend of Kempo Karate and modern Arnis, is that the way you pronounce it? Mm -hmm. Um, He had practiced meditating in his Kempo Karate classes and made it part of his daily regimen. But it is his Tai Chi training that really taught him the real art of mindfulness. Tai Chi is considered as moving meditation, and a student is responsible for constantly remaining relaxed, focused, and centered at all times. You exist completely in the moment, or you're not truly practicing Tai Chi. Unlike lifting weights, it's not training the muscles to be stronger, but instead to relax. Also, you must train the nerves to be conductive of your chi or energy at an electrical level with no muscular commitment. And on that thoughtful insight, I'd like to welcome Randy, welcome you to Healthy Options. Thank you. And um, let's just start out by you telling us a little bit about how you originally got interested in the martial arts. Well, as a child, I always had anger, and I never, you know, um, exercise kind of helped. And um, when I got to be a teenager, I got lifting weights, but I still had the anger. And someone said, you ought to try uh, karate. And uh, my first karate class, I knew right then, because you had to think so much and you know, you really had to pay attention. It wasn't like lift, lifting weights. You know, you really had to pay attention to every moment, and uh, I just got hooked. <laughs> so that feeling of getting hooked started pretty young for you. Well, I, I started when I was uh, I just almost 20, I think. I was just about 20 years old when I started karate. Mm-hmm. And it, it helped a lot because I, I just lost custody. You know, I just split up from my first divorce. And so I got right into karate every day, you know, hours a day. So how did the how did the martial arts help you deal with some of the uh, issues that were going on for you in your life? Well, it's it's like the meditation, really. I mean, you if you if you just sit home and think about you know not being able to see your children, you go crazy. And then, uh, but the the karate, you know, and the moving and the exercise, you know, you get the stress out of your body, and the meditative part gets it you know out of your mind, so you don't think about it. So, you know, think about the bad things so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's uh, back up a little bit, and let's talk about uh, just a little bit about what the martial arts are, and maybe even a little bit of history and what Tai Chi is. Well, Tai Chi is like the, it's the oldest known martial art, and it's more about connecting your mind and body together and maintaining that as you move around. That's why they move real slow. Um, the karate, I, I believe it's supposed to be there, but it's just not taught. The mindfulness is not taught in karate as much. It's all physical and speed and fat, you know, how fast you can move. Um, then I, I studied modern Arnis. It's the same thing, only you use sticks. And and when you're banging sticks, you, you can't think. You, it forces you to be in the moment and, and function without thought. So a lot of this forces you, in a sense, to focus and pay attention I know I've read studies that say that the mind can only think of one thing at a time. You can't think two thoughts at the same thing. So does it keep you 
force you to be focused in a physical way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when you when you're you know whether you're training like with sticks or if you was say you're doing karate sparring, you can't be thinking about what's for supper. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I suppose that would give your opponent a, a very big. Um, <laughs> uh, it could be not so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You Advantage got, over you. <laughs> you got to really be in the moment, you know, like uh, when you're really engaged. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, I know originally when uh, I, I don't know, just a little story about how I I found you. Uh, I teach a class at the Reentry Center in Belfast on resiliency, and we talk about meditation. And I thought that the martial arts I knew had a meditative aspect to them. And I came up with this idea that if we could talk about the martial arts and the meditative aspects of that, that it would help people uh, have more options about what they wanted to do as a meditative practice. And you were kind enough to actually come to my class and be a guest speaker, first one that we've had. And the guys thought you were absolutely Wonderful! You did great demonstrations, and I think you related to them in a way that perhaps, you know, no no one else actually actually could. Um, I know that I I just would like you to give some clarification about Tai Chi because uh, you made a comment one time, and I thought, oh yeah, that's that's how I've been thinking. That Tai Chi was something for um, you know little old ladies that could only move slowly. <laughs> So, so could you talk about that? Because I, I'm sure I'm not the only person that has well, thought that. Th- that's exactly what I thought, you know, coming from, you know, a Kempo karate background, which was, you know, real aggressive and um, a lot of, you know, a lot of combat. And I always just thought it was old people that, that couldn't be real physical anymore. And, you know, I got hurt. How I met my Tai Chi teacher is I, I hurt my knee and I couldn't really kick anymore. And I had a school and I was worried, you know, am I going to be able to keep doing this? And this Chinese guy walked in and gave me this, you know, Tai Chi demonstration. And, you know, he had me, we just, he just pushed on, had me push on him. And there was an explosion, like a spinning back kick with no movement at all. And I just couldn't explain that. And I didn't know, I really didn't know what Tai Chi was until I got involved. And it's a lot of focus. You got to really, really focus. I mean, it's one of his questions was, you know, you how long have you been training in martial arts? And I said, well, like 15 years. And he said, are you sure? Because uh, most martial artists practice one year 15 times. And, uh, you know, he got me to see, like, if you're not continually con- improving on a daily basis, then you're not trying to, you know, train for a long period of time. You're just maintaining. You know, that's what he, he explained it as, like, you maintain your black belt status, say, in karate, instead of going into mm-hmm. mastery level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I the these talk a little bit about about the history of of martial arts and Tai Chi. I know we know it originally came from China. Is that correct? But yeah, Tai talk Chi. Talk about is, that history just a little bit. I don't know a lot about the history. I don't remember a lot of it. I mean, I've read it, but all I know is Tai Chi is the oldest known martial art, and they have documentation in China over five thousand years of of the Tai Chi. And but what it is is you you try never to commit in any direction, you know. Like in karate, you do a block. You know your your force is in the block. In tai Chi, you'll do that motion, but you can't even think that way, or your energy will go that way. You have to do the motion, but maintain your center, which is it's it's difficult to describe. But there's no commitment ever in Tai Chi. It's so hard for the Western mind to even conceive of that, I think, because we're all about action and strength. And I, um, I have attended a few of your classes at Waterfall Arts, Waterfall Arts in Belfast, where you teach Tai Chi. And I'm just the very most elementary beginner. And it's such a difficult, I find it so challenging, and I like the challenge of focusing and and the idea of explain what chi is. Well, chi is like your life force. You know, it's what you're born with. It's your energy. Um, you know, when you die, your chi leaves your body. And in tai chi, you try to keep it at its highest possible strength by not committing muscles. So, like you know, when you commit and and uh, tense up, your chi transfers from chi to physical strength. 
And so it gets caught in the muscles. And, and the Chinese belief is you keep the muscles relaxed, no commitment, the qi flows freely through your body, and that's what brings the health benefits of Tai Chi, which, you know, less stress and less aches Talk and about pains. those a little bit more. Um, how, how is Tai Chi um, beneficial, let's say, physically? Well, it's, it's, it doesn't look like you're doing much, but it's very demanding on your legs because you, you relax. When you relax, you become heavier. And you sink down into your legs, and then um, so it strengthens your legs like nothing else I've ever done. It's, I mean, you get done an hour class, you feel like you walk ten miles. Um, as far as like it, your, your muscles, it's it's weird because you get fatigued inside your body, like you feel that your your muscles inside, but it's because you're strengthening tendons and ligaments, not the muscular strength. And Tai Chi, that's what you develop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the stabilizers of your joints. That's why your legs get so strong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I know that there's that standing posture that uh, you've had us do in class, and I'm thinking of that as you're talking about strengthening how how those ligaments and all get stronger and tendons. Um, what, what what is that standing posture, and what's what's what does it look like? I know we're on radio, but it's kind of described what it looks like and the benefits of that, because that's one of the things people so often see people doing, and it looks like they're just standing still. What's really happening there? Well, it's called qigong, and it means to qi... Your chi and gong means work with, so it means to work with your chi. And what you do is you you stand uh, with your weight on your heels, you bend your knees so you don't lock out your knees, and you keep your back straight. And then you put your arms in a posture as if uh, they refer to it as hugging a tree. So you hold your arms out like you're hugging a tree, and then you focus on just being really, really still, and your body will find its perfect balance spot. And in Tai Chi, you need to have a perfect uh, center of balance. And it also, your, your muscles will relax from standing still. My, my Tai Chi teacher, teacher, he used to say, the magic happens after 20 minutes. You know, so after 20 minutes of standing still, minutes. you I'm kind not sure of I become could stand centered. there for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, his class was really demanding. We'd do 45 minutes of standing still, and then we would perform the Tai Chi exercise, the form. I'm assuming in that standing position that you would have to work up to that. I mean, if someone was listening to this show and they wanted to try this out, what amount of time should they start with? Oh, just a couple of minutes. I just do two minutes every day. Uh, the Chinese recipe is add two seconds per week. Anybody could do that. Yeah. So you start with what you can do, do that for a week, and then you know add two seconds the next so, week. So how do you know when you should stop? I, I know in class there's... This whole thing of paying attention to your to your body, when when do you know you you should stop that you're kind of not doing it right? Anymore? Well, I believe you you should stop when your mind starts drifting around. You start thinking about, oh my God, my legs are killing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I can remember. For, I can relate to that. You know, in my Tai Chi class in the beginning, you know, I would only focus two minutes, and we'd be standing there, you know, twenty minutes when I first started. And I swear, 18 minutes, I was standing there shaking, and all I could think of is, when is this going to get over? <laughs> so I didn't work any mindfulness, you know, in the beginning. So, so as soon as you're having those kind of thoughts, have you kind of lost it and the purpose, the benefit of it probably isn't happening anymore? Yeah, I think you've gone too far, and your mind and body have lost the connection, and it would be useless to really keep going in that direction. Yeah. I think in, in a lot of physical exercise, you know, we're always on, like, how many reps can you do and add a few more here and just really push it as far as you can. Um, but in those things, it doesn't involve the mental, the mental. Talk a little bit about how, more about how the mental part comes into when you're doing this standing thing. Well, first of all, let me tell you a quick story. In, in New Hampshire, I had this student that he did Tai Chi with me, and he did the Kempo with me. And then when I started you know, training in the modern Arnese, he also did that. And uh, he didn't work because he had a heart condition where his, his blood would pump backwards. So every time he would go to work, he would get stressed and have these heart palpitations, similar, almost like a heart attack. But I was telling him one day, he asked about my lessons in Tai Chi, and I said, well, we stand 45 minutes, John. 
and and then we start the form, and then we do the push hands at the end. I said the class is a couple hours long, so he went home and he said he did an hour of standing still by himself. Well, I didn't see him for like two weeks, and I used to see him every day. And I I called him up. I said, John, is everything all right? Are you sick? He goes, No, no. I thought if you could do forty five, I could do an hour, but I haven't been able to move for a week. <laughs> and yeah. so you know, like all the you know, like his legs and his shoulders and everything just tightens up, but it's. It's not like a muscular fatigue. It's the ligaments and stuff and all the connective tissue to the muscle. Mm -hmm. And it takes a long time for that to heal. That's why you've got to gradually build up to it. Mm -hmm. uh, for, for listeners who might have just tuned in to Healthy Options uh, on WERU, we're, this morning we're talking about uh, the meditative aspects and also the physical benefits of Tai Chi. And we have with us martial arts expert, Randy Gilo. This is a live call-in show. So in about 15 minutes, we'll be opening up the phone lines, and we encourage you to call in with your comments and questions. That number is 866-625-9378. Um, let's talk a little bit more about meditation itself. Um, I know that you've integrated this, or this is certainly part of Tai Chi. Um, what, what is, we hear the term mindfulness a lot. Um, what is the difference between mindfulness and meditation? Is there one? And how does that work into the martial arts? Well, meditation, um, traditionally what I know of it is you, you would focus on your breath so you wouldn't get distracted by thoughts. Uh, in Tai Chi, you, you focus on your different parts of your body and you train to relax the muscles. And so, like, in the beginning, it's your arms and shoulders. Like, the rule number one is to relax and drop the shoulders. And so you train on that and train on that until you can get that relaxed. And then you work, you know, everybody's different. You know, like some people, you know, can't relax their back. Some people, you know, they may have a leg injury or something and they can't, they got to get past that injury. Um, but it's, it's, you know, the mindfulness is just being aware of your body inside. And you're not always aware because that's why you need a teacher. But the teacher will come over and touch your arm and say, no, your forearms are too tight. No, you're holding energy in your shoulder. And, you know, I used to think my teacher was crazy, but I really wanted to have that explosive energy he had with no movement, you know, coming from karate. I just, I, just, I still can't get over the power he had. You know, with no movement, no physical movement. Yeah. D talk about that a little more because I've watched you demonstrate that in your class at Waterfall Arts a number of times. And it, it, it's almost inconceivable for the Western mind to understand what's happening there. You know, when we do those exercises, when you push your hand against yeah. the other person, what's happening? What's really happening? Well, you, you train your body like we, we do a lot of pushing so you can feel how your body absorbs the other person's energy because eventually you want to be so relaxed that it goes right through you and it fills you up like like a, like a vase or something or, you know, like they talk about a teacup. You've got to fill the cup. And you, it's got to start at the bottom. You've got to have your body so relaxed that it fills up from your feet up instead of from the hand down where you're touching. And when you release it, it's... You, it's called Vajing, it's explosive energy. And in Tai Chi, you learn to you know, not only catch the opponent's energy, but you learn to release it. And in, the old, you know, in Tai Chi, they talk about releasing it like you got an arrow pulled back on a ball when you just let go of the arrow. You so you're it. releasing it back to them? Yeah, and you, you release their own energy, which I just couldn't... When I started, I just didn't believe it, but I couldn't explain the stuff that happened. Yeah. I think it's pretty amazing to watch and then on a very, very, very elementary level that I'm on to just feel that a little bit and what's happening, that that energy is actually going back. Could you, could you keep, does it always go back or could you keep that energy in yourself? Would there be any benefit to that? Well, when you learn to control the energy, then it just adds to you. Like in Tai Chi, you use the opponent's energy against them and you also use the energy to strengthen you. You're like, why waste your own energy, you know? So we stand empty, and when the person pushes, we collect. And, you know, like we collect or we catch their energy, and you feel it in your legs. You know, like, 
know, they push on you, but you just practice on holding still correctly, and it, it strength, you know, you know, it's you feel it in your legs. And yeah. At first, you feel it in your arms and back, and it tells you, you know, you're, you're tensing up and you're blocking the the chi flow. That that I think is the most difficult thing is the allowing of the flow. It is. I mean, it's very very difficult. Is that a is that a Western issue? I mean, I I think we just are so tense and stressed in this culture. Uh, I'm not really sure hard. if it's just Western, but like for me, it's like you know how someone gets in your circle, your personal circle around you. Well, in Tai Chi, a lot of them like get inside your body, kind of, or, or your energy goes inside their body. It takes a long time to to allow because your natural defense you tense up. Mm-hmm. You know, like if a stranger grabbed your arm. You would automatically tense up. You know, if a loved one grabs you, you might not tense up as much. You'd still tense, but it wouldn't be like a stranger grabbing you, you know, that mm-hmm. natural defense that everybody has. Mm-hmm. It's tough getting past that natural defense. And, you know, I believe that's why Tai Chi's done so slowly because if you do it real, 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 real slow so you can help a person get past that natural defense Yeah. that they yeah. have. yeah. Um, I know you've told some pretty incredible stories about that energy and sending that energy back on other people. I mean, we're not just talking about a little tiny twitch. No, I mean, no. Tell like, one of your stories about Well, my first day I, I went to study with John Toy, you know, my Tai Chi teacher. First of all, he came to my school, and I, I thought he was crazy, so I didn't really want to take lessons from him. And he called me every day for two weeks until I agreed to go take a lesson. And, you know, I kept thinking, well, I can't kick anymore. Maybe this is supposed to happen. So I went. And I didn't say nothing, you know, because, I, like I said, I thought it was just old people that couldn't move quickly anymore. And he sat me down. He put on this video, and it was, you know, his teacher, you know, the grandmaster of, uh, of Tai Chi. And a guy come up, and he's just standing there. And a guy come up and grabbed him, and then he just flew like 30 feet you know, right, right across the whole room. And I'm like, what the heck? And he kept doing it over and over and over and over. And, and finally, you know, I said, what is this? And John says, Randy, this is Tai Chi. And, and I didn't know what to do. You know, like, I, I didn't know what to say. I, I was just speechless. Because I, I really thought it was just old people that couldn't move fast anymore. And, you know, that's what the explosive energy can do at a high level. You can repel people. Mm-hmm. And once their body's trained, they don't get hurt. They're just thrown. Mm-hmm. You know, a normal person, it, the energy would scatter in their body and the chi would go for the strongest part of their body and it would attack that. Has that sometimes happened? It, well, it, it happened to me lear- learning. I mean, I remember one time we, st- you know, the, there's like four of us in class and we all stood still that I think it was 30 minutes at that time when it was pretty close to the beginning of my training. And my teacher said, just hold it, hold it. He came up and just touched me with one finger. I mean, very lightly, and it just, like, electrocuted me. My whole body shook for three hours before the chief relaxed. It, it was scary, and he did it just, you know, like, close to the end of the lesson. So, like, when I went home, I was pretty scared, you know, pretty scared. It was, it's kind of funny, you know, being in the karate, you know, 15 years, and I'm afraid of a guy that touches me. But it was just, I couldn't explain it. It was like being electrocuted by, you know, an, a, a light outlet or something. It was crazy. Yeah. Now, when um, people practice Tai Chi, um, explain a little bit about the series of movements. Is it the the short form, or is that what? Well, we don't. I don't really teach the short form. What do you teach? I teach the long form. That's what the Yang the Yang family traditionally taught. The short forms are made up for uh, Tai Chi competitions because the long form takes eighteen to twenty-two minutes to perform. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's really the long form that was is the original one. The other one was just set up for competition. Yeah, and I think it, it relates to, you know, my teacher, he, he never talked a lot. But, you know, he, that, that magical 20 minutes, you know, the Tai Chi form takes 20 minutes. The Qi Gong was 20 minutes. I, I just think there's something to that 20-minute mark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what what are what are the uh, I know we're we're on radio, so it would be nice if we could see this. But can you just explain a little bit about um, what you're actually the movements that you're actually making during the long form? Um, I don't know how to explain it. 
But what we do in Tai Chi is you, you take the Qigong exercise where you try to be really still and have no muscular commitment. You take that idea and in the Tai Chi form, you move with it and try to maintain it. And so you, and it has you spinning around and, um, you know, you step behind you and turn, you, you step forward, you step backwards, you step sideways. It just puts you in every possible position, I think, and trying to maintain that, um, that non-committed, soft, centered, focused idea. Well, and talk a little bit about the Tai Chi shoes, because I think that's an important part on what, what those shoes help you, yeah. allow you to do. We use a, a cloth-soled shoe, and you practice on a hardwood floor, so it's very slippery. It's like walking on, you know, glare, glare ice that's wet. And so, like, and the purpose of that is so when you go into a posture and you shift your weight forward, your back foot, if it's not wide enough, like the shoulder width, it will slide into position, and it will mm-hmm. slide right to the shoulder width. Mm-hmm. And And the other thing is, at a higher level, you've got to learn to root yourself. And when you wear the slippery shoes and someone pushes on you, if you're not rooted, you just slide across the floor. So and it's kind of a feedback thing on whether you're yeah, actually it's, rooted. Yeah, it's a very valuable, um, very valuable tool in learning Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. You can't get that, like, practicing on carpet. You can't get that practicing, you know, you definitely can't do it wearing sneakers. And, you know, like, outside Tai Chi that you see on TV all the time is not like the martial arts Tai Chi because the martial arts Tai Chi is like the cloth shoes on the real slippery, the slippery floor, floor and you're trying to, to improve to, to be perfect at Tai Chi. So um, we do see pictures of people practicing Tai Chi outside. Is there a benefit to that and, and is that different than... Well, there's definitely a benefit to it because you're, bi- you're, pr- you're practicing relaxation. And then you get an exercise moving around, and, and like I said, you squat down a little bit so you tax your legs out. Um, there's definitely benefits. But, you know, like the, the martial arts Tai Chi, when you're practicing at a high level, you're not allowing any restriction in your body. You know, when you, when you use rubber shoes and you grip the floor, you're, you're tensing up unnecessarily. And so chi is being absorbed. Inside, on that slippery floor, you can't do that as much. And so you get the chi flowing correctly with no restrictions in the body. And, you know, your own chi heals yourself. You get cut. You don't have to, you know, tell your finger how to heal it. Your body sends the energy there, and the white blood cells go there, and it heals you. Well, the chi heals you, you from the inside out. You know, it heals... You know, I know like I had an injury one time. I had my, I had an elbow surgery and my teacher said, you know, next week be in class, Randy. And I'm like, really? I said, you know, I'm going to have surgery tomorrow. And I had class on Thursday. Well, I had the surgery on Friday so I could, you know, have a couple days before I went back to my karate school, you know, because I had to teach. But, and so I went to class anyways because, you know, he expected me there. And we did everything the same as we always did, the pushing, the energy, and he's bouncing me around. And I was so scared <laughs> that I would be injured, but it actually helped me progress because with the injury, mm-hmm. I couldn't flex the arm. I couldn't tense the muscles. And so it actually helped me develop, you know, the total relaxation in my arm to get the energy into my back. So uh, he, he explained to me it's a blessing. You know, the Chinese, they think different. You know, every injury is a blessing in disguise. You know, figure out the blessing, Randy. Wow, that, that's that's a major major concept to to wrap your your brain around, and I think just being in touch with our bodies too is something that I know for me doesn't come easily, but I think I'm trainable. Yeah, <laughs> I think your your classes have have been helpful for me. Um, it seems like the shoes slipping on the wooden floor or almost like a metaphor for what you're trying to do internally with with the movement of the chi to yeah. allow it uh, yeah to, to, f- to a certain to level yeah because you gotta you gotta have that a shoulder width stance so you can move in any direction at any time mm-hmm. and if you like in karate you take a real long stance a forward stance it, it's very difficult to move from that stance like to go backwards you could keep moving forward because you're, you're totally committed 100% forward. Mm-hmm. 
In Tai Chi, you stay more centered and not so wide. So if we talk about the sort of philosophical aspect of it, which I think is also perhaps a meditative aspect, um, what... We, we, what is your mind actually doing? How is it interacting with your body when you're doing these Tai Chi forms? Well, I'd have to think back because once you, you get that focus, you can just turn it on, you know. But in the beginning, you're just trying not to think about anything. And the teacher will tell you what to work on. Like, you know, I can remember him touching me on the, on the wrist and saying, you know, you got to relax your arm, Randy. Your forearm is so tight. And, you know, I said, well, John, I do karate, you know. He said, well, if you want to get Tai Chi, you know, you might not want to do so much karate. And, you know, I really wanted the health benefits from it, and I wanted that explosive, you know, power. So I stopped doing my karate with a lot of force. I would go through the motions more like Tai Chi in my own personal training. Does karate have a a meditative aspect to it as well, or or historically, or is that something that we don't seem to see in karate now because people aren't as interested? Well, I, 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 I think it was always there, you know, like in the Orient, but like, you know, how we learn in America, the servicemen would learn it. And I think they learn more the physical stuff and then get to a high enough level to really work the, the mind-body connection. Because uh, in karate, I think they teach it, you know, physical first mm-hmm. and then the mind, where in Tai Chi it's the mind first and then the physical. Uh, I see. Um, For anybody who might have just uh, tuned in, this is WERU Community Radio, uh, 99.9 Bangor and 89.9 in Blue Hill, and also WERU.org online. This morning, this is a live call-in show, and we're about to open up the phone lines. We're talking, this is Healthy Options, and we're talking with martial arts expert Randy Gilo about the physical and meditative aspects of Tai Chi. That number is 866-625-9378. So please call us with your comments and questions for Randy. He's right here in the studio with us. And um, feel free to call us. We would love to hear from you. So um, when we talk about mindfulness in Tai Chi, um, how, how, do you have any suggestions on what a person should look, how, how to learn Tai Chi? I mean, you, can, can you learn it from a, a, a tape, a videotape? Can you learn it from a book? Uh, and if you learn it from a teacher, what particular things should you look for in a good teacher? Well, you definitely want to make sure they're working on teaching you how to relax. And uh, I don't think you can get it from a book. Uh, you might be able to get some pointers from a book, but you've got to get it translated. You know, like I remember one time I read about being double-weighted. And so I went to my, my, my Tai Chi teacher and I said, John, you know... Uh, Aren't you always double-weighted when you're shifting What, what from, does that mean, double-weighted? Well, I'll explain oh. what he told me. He, uh, I said, aren't you always double-weighted? Because I thought it was equal weight on each leg, double-weighted. And I said, aren't you always there when you're in the middle of shifting from one leg to the other? And he starts laughing, and he said, double-weighted is to make the mistake of the opponent and use strength instead of use your energy. And you know, I, I would have never got that if I read it a million times. Mm-hmm. You know, my my interpretation of double weighted was equal weight on each foot. You know, double weighted because a lot of the postures you put all your weight on one leg, and so it's single. Mm-hmm. So that's what I thought mm-hmm. double weighted was. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, you're always there in the middle. So and, pre- so pretty hard to learn this sort of thing from like a tape or a book. So it sounds like a teacher and the feedback of that teacher. Yeah, and I think important. there should be a certain amount of the the actual chi energy work in the class. I've seen a lot of people teach, and they all they do is the form. And if you're not teaching the person the right state to be in for their mind and their body, then the form is empty. It's not really Tai Chi without mm-hmm. the mental, you know, and the idea with the relaxation. It's just not Tai Chi. That's the key element. Yeah, I think it, it, we 
see something visual in someone moving and we understand that but this whole thing about the chi and the energy and the relaxing uh, can be more challenging to understand and experience so um, so what what are some of the things that you would look for in a in a good in a good teacher well, I definitely want to see, you know, some demonstrations by him, you know, to be able to perform, you know, not just the form, but some some application of the energy, you know, whether he stood still and you couldn't push him over or he could send the energy back and, you know, knock you off your stance or... Um, you did an interesting demonstration of that at the reentry center with someone, um, a young man who... You asked him to volunteer, but I kind of got the feeling he was sort of challenging you a little bit. And I think he was quite stunned at feeling that energy come back on him. He commented to me afterwards that that was quite a forceful experience to to see that. So I think but in a teacher, you want to see someone who demonstrates this. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I did it down there. I, you know, I had, they're real strong. They, you know, they all lift weights and... Uh, I, I pushed on him and let, allowed him to get any stance, you know, get in a real strong stance. And then, uh, you know, when he pushed on me, I stood on one leg. Yeah, and, and I had to point and, that and, out and because that. it was difficult to see the way the tables and chairs were arranged, that you were doing that against him and you were on one leg and yeah. he couldn't push you over. Him. Well, that, I wanted to show him that I wasn't just talking. Like two legs, it's hard to see it. One leg is, it's like, how did he do that? You know, it's... Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, you know, like, how did he do that? Well, I, I know you're teaching this class at uh, Waterfall Arts. Um, could you also give us uh, some contact information? Because I know, I know that you are teaching. Do you teach privately as well? I... Uh, not really. Um, I'm just getting back into teaching. I had, a, well, my, I had a hip replaced last year, and it got infected, and then I had to have it redone. And so I'm still getting better from that, but I, I am teaching Tai Chi, and I use that for my own real rehabilitation as well. And I teach on Thursdays at 4 at Waterfall Arts in Belfast. The best way to get a hold of me would be to, you know, call me. Um, my phone number is 505-0980. Okay, repeat that phone number just one more time. 505-0980. Yeah, okay. Um, just a reminder that this is a live call-in show. Uh, so we're here on Healthy Options talking with martial arts expert Randy Gillo. And p- uh, please do call us. That number is 866-625-9378. Um, I want to just go back to something that you happened to tell me earlier. Um, and that was, and I don't know if you care to share this, but um, some experiences that you had when you were younger that uh, perhaps directed you into this area of martial arts and, and the, uh, the psychological benefits this can have uh, for people who have had difficult times, which we all have had to some degree. But how has it helped you personally? Well, I'll share something different I haven't shared with you before. But as a child, I, I was always really, really shy. I would never get in front of the class. I can remember in eighth grade, I would take a zero. I wouldn't get up there. I, I had real high grades, but I never flunked or anything, but I just couldn't get in front of people, even people I knew. Well, in karate, they made you do uh, your forms by yourself in front of the whole class. And the first time I had to do it, I kept saying, no, 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 no. And he said, well, we got uh, 40 minutes left of class, Randy. Uh, we'll all stand and wait for you. And so, you know, I finally did it, and then uh, it got easier and easier as we did it more and more. But the biggest thing I got out of karate is I can talk to anybody now. And I can remember one day when I was in a grocery store and I started a conversation with someone. You know, I had never done that in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would just never talk to people. I was real shy, and, and the karate opened me up. You know, that's what it, the biggest thing, you know, it did for me. So it sounds like it actually built a lot of confidence, your self-confidence. Yeah, I, I think that's what it, what it is. It's, you feel confident enough to speak. and mm-hmm. you know, I was just a real shy kid. I, to this day, I've never seen another child as shy as I was. Well, I think that self-confidence, and you see many meditation teachers talking about 
mentally making yourself like the tree that's rooted in the ground and that there's probably more in the ground than there is above above you when you look at the tree and um sounds like that's what you're talking about is building that root system that sense of of balance and sense of of yourself and and literally your your own chi yeah and you yeah. you condition your your mind and body together we do have a caller on the line. It's Andy from Trenton. Um, are you there, caller? Would you like to go ahead? Uh, yes, I'm here. I was just had a question for Randy. Um, I am highly interested in what he's talking about, about training the mind and the body together in a martial art like Tai Chi, and I wondered if he knows of any teachers that he would recommend in the Ellsworth area. I don't. I, I moved to Maine. This is where I grew up, but I moved back about seven years ago. I lived away for 25 years. I, I don't know. Okay, yeah. I've been searching, actually, for what you're describing, um, so I was hoping there was something nearby. Well, maybe but, uh, I could meet with you once a month or something. Yeah, I would absolutely be totally interested so I, I i heard that you mentioned your phone number and i wrote it down so i'm happy to hear that and uh i know i tuned in right when he was talking about hugging a tree so i didn't know the very first part if you guys have time just to really quickly talk about that part and then i'll let you guys go yeah well uh, we was talking about the standing still exercise in tai chi it's uh, the qigong part of tai chi and the basic posture is hugging the tree. You stand with your knees slightly bent, weight on your heels, uh, your back straight, your head's up straight, and you hold your arms out as if you're hugging a tree. And you just stand still and you focus on not moving. That's the uh, first exercise that you practice in Tai Chi. And you know, my teacher used to say it's the oldest known exercise to mankind is Qigong. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, caller. That number is 866-625-9378. So please call us with uh, questions that you may have. Um, I think the caller's uh, question is interesting because I went through the same process and actually trying to find you for someone to come in and talk to my class at the reentry center. Um, I searched all the websites from Portland North on martial arts to see if I saw a hint of meditative aspects because I had read books where this is a part of of martial arts and especially the higher levels of martial arts if you really want to progress. And um, and I really couldn't find anything. And I found you uh, serendipitously <laughs> through, uh, through someone who loads the grain into my car at uh, Obishans who happened to know just the right person right in Belfast. So... Um, I think that anyone who's looking for the meditative aspects of martial arts, we've all heard lots about the competitive aspects of it. Is, is there, how, how does that ranking work? And is there a ranking in Tai Chi, or does that not happen in Tai Chi? Uh, there's, there's no belt system. I mean, I guess there's kind of a ranking system for the teacher as he helps the student progress. You know, like you, the first step is just getting them to relax, mm-hmm. you know, and then you've you got to train them how to catch the energy and use the energy and then keep testing them how, if they're moving with the energy. And you've seen it with some of my more advanced students, how I get them moving and I'll hold their arm and then I'll test them in the middle of a movement. Yes. Because you're supposed to have it even as you step. You never sacrifice uh, that mindfulness of, you know, that idea of Tai Chi is never uh-huh. Uh-huh. not... Well, and talk about a little bit about, what can I say, the attitude of working with a partner. How how would that be different in Tai Chi than, say, in a competitive uh, karate situation? Well, in Tai Chi, they have a saying, you have to uh, invest in loss. And uh, what it means is you've got to help your partner develop. And so, like, you, like, to train your circuit for the electrical energy you have your partner send the energy to you and you try to hold your body so that it goes through your whole body and like it kind of zaps you a little bit and that's the only way you can develop the ability to send it out is by investing in loss 
And so, you know, I learned that, and I, I actually teach that in my karate program is the f- rule number one is to make your partner look like an expert. And so you always go with the technique. You never resist them. And and that's how you develop the sensitivity and the ability to, uh, you know, to apply apply a, even a karate a technique. You've got to be able to read the energy of the opponent, you know, his strength. You know, mm-hmm. how are you going to mm-hmm. reverse it if you can't read it? You can't read it if you're committed wrestling with them. You know, like you don't wrestle with them. You let mm-hmm. them commit mm-hmm. their strength and you control their strength. Well, I, what you're saying also uh, reminds me, and you might want to comment about this, um, in many spiritual teachings, um, they talk about letting letting go of your ego, uh, and and looking at yourself as part of of the bigger whole. And I, I kind of hear you saying that in the way you practice with a partner. Yeah, you you, you got to really want to help. You know, like you you won't learn if you don't have a partner that's trying to help you. And do, oh, you you told a story once in class about. So a partner that you had that wasn't trying to help you. Yeah, there was a guy that I trained yeah, tell with that, in, that story. in New Hampshire. You know, had, we for a short while we took lessons. You know, with the same teacher, and when we do the the push hand exercise, you know, like you're trying to catch the energy, you got to come in really slow. Like you got to touch him with no intention of pushing, and then slowly push, so the body can accept it. And he would always come in and just hit me with his hands, and then. Uh, Finally, I just said, "Well, I'll just try to send it back instead of me, you know me catching it." So a couple, you know, I started doing that back to him, and then uh, he he did change a little bit, but he he was really about learning himself, and he kind of missed the picture, you know, of when you really invest in loss, you develop high highly, you know, your skills become tremendous. Most of my early training karate, I trained with the women in karate because my teacher didn't trust anybody else; they would hurt the women. And so I was always letting them look real good and, and I developed really fast. And it wasn't until I got into Tai Chi that I realized that I got that good by investing in loss. Yeah, yeah. We have another caller on the line. This is uh, Rory from Otis. Are you there, caller? I am. Go Can ahead. you hear me? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I um, came in a little late and I heard this, heard the show, and I heard you give the phone number and the name. It's Randy, right? And I got 505, and that's all I got. My pen wouldn't write. So could you say your name and where you're from again? Uh, Randy Gelo. Randy Gelo? Yeah, G-E-L-O. Okay. And I teach in Belfast. Belfast, okay. And my number is 505-0980. Right. Okay, great. And so, because I'm in Otis, and that's a little outside of Ellsworth, and I heard the caller previous ask about anyone in Ellsworth and, and that you didn't know anybody, and... So it sounds like this is a nice, I mean, what you're talking about is is the spiritual aspect of it and the mindful piece, not just the body part. So, Yes, I believe that, you know, that's super important to really develop yep. to a higher level. You've mm-hmm. got to have that. Okay. Well, good. I'm, I'm, I've got your number. And I appreciate that. Thank you. I don't have a question. That was just all I wanted was, was your number and, and information. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. I think there are probably many people who have, because of the publicity or whatever, seen martial arts as this uh, uh, physically competitive, aggressive kind of of thing. And um, looking at the other aspects of it, the meditative aspects, aspects of it and the benefits physically and mentally, um, I, I think is some. You may have to just go to Ellsworth and have a group there. I don't know. We seem to have. <laughs> well, if there's a big enough group. From, I would <laughs> from Ellsworth. So we'll just sort of plant that that idea. Um, but I I do think that the timing certainly is right, and it certainly the reaction of the guys at reentry was uh, was pretty amazing. So I think you maybe will hear from some of them. Um, are there any other things you, you'd like? We're going to be coming toward the end of the show. So I'm going to give the call-in number again. That's 866-625-9378. And if you called in 
during the show. Uh, this is WERU 89.9 Blue Hill and 99.9 in Bangor. And of course, we're streaming live online at WERU.org. This is Healthy Options, and this morning we're talking with martial arts expert Randy Gilo about the meditative uh, aspects of Tai Chi and martial arts in general. Um, if you could give one message out there to the world about Tai Chi, what, what, what do you think that would be? Uh, they should at least give it a try. I mean, it, it's really... Um... I don't know how to put it to words. I'll, I'll tell you a benefit I got from Tai Chi, not the karate, but the Tai Chi. I used to have a stiff neck all the time, and I never knew why. And, you know, in Tai Chi class, we we work like a person be pushing your hands around, and you try to be invisible to his touch, so, like, never resist. And so I was leaving class, and I used to drive an hour to get to my class. So I thought, geez, I'm going to see if I can feel the the tires through my steering wheel, you know. And I I thought I could, you know, but then I realized, geez, that my neck tension is I squeezed the steering wheel. And I stopped doing it, and I haven't had a neck problem since. <laughs> we have another uh, caller on the line. Is it Paul from Bar Harbor? Are you there, Paul? Yes, good morning. Go right ahead. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I'm enjoying, appreciating the show very much. Thank you, Thank Randy. You. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm calling, and I we have the whole health center here in Bar Harbor. This is Paul Weiss calling, and I just, responding to the people's questions about uh, teaching in the Ellsworth and Bar Harbor area. We've been teaching Qigong and Tai Chi uh, here for years, actually. And these days, my focus really is on Qigong and especially on the meditative and spiritual aspects. So we do have ongoing classes uh, here. We're in Town Hill, which is halfway between Bar Harbor and Ellsworth. And sometimes I'll teach in Ellsworth. And we also have occasionally several-day retreats focusing on, on Qigong and meditation. So I just invite people to, um, they can check out our website or give us a ring at the whole health center, uh, org. And, um, and I also would look for, if you come up this way to teach, that would be great. And I'd look forward to seeing what you are doing. All right. I just wanted to share that information. I would be interested if uh, you wanted to host a seminar or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we should stay in touch. And anyone who's interested in, I do teach classes and workshops in the Ellsworth area, so people can be in touch with us, too. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, the beauty of community radio that we get to all connect up with each other. Um, a couple more things just to go back to that mindfulness meditation piece. And I don't know how much... Uh, you you've studied mindfulness but is there is there a difference between mindfulness or is is that mindfulness that you're actually practicing in tai chi is it basically just another word for the same kind of thing or is there something different there well to me um it's a little different you know like the mindfulness is you know you you got to maintain it like it's the same as meditation but in the martial arts, you, you move with it, you know. It's, you don't just sit and meditate. And, you know, like when we do the Filipino stick stuff. Oh, talk about that and the swords. Know, what about the it, swords? It, it puts you, like when you're banging sticks with another person, it's impossible. If you think you cannot flow, you know, my the Grand Master Remy Prezes I, I learned from, he used to say, go with the flow, go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you learn to, to you know, bang and flow with the sticks... Uh, it puts you in that state, almost the same state. I, I, I think it's like, you know, if someone, you're walking around, someone jumps out and you, you don't know if you're going to fight or not. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that moment you're in that state of uh, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. I believe um, when we're banging sticks, like the Filipino stuff, you're in the same state. So you learn to function and there's no fight or flight. You just react, you know. it's uh, I've been tested like, you know, by family members, my kids and stuff, and they jump out and grab you or swing at you, and sometimes, you know, be dishing food out, and they try to punch you, and just jokingly, but my reflexes are just, it's crazy that, you know, you don't even think, and you just block it, mm-hmm. and I know it's from all that training, you know, years of training, and it's not just in Tai Chi, I believe it's everywhere, it's just being taught it and figuring out how to use it. I know my karate and has gotten a lot better from the Tai Chi we have uh, another caller on the line, Greg from Lincolnville. 
Are you there, Greg? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Hi, Randy. Your talk's been really uh, good. I've been doing Tai Chi a long time, and uh, I moved up from New York City 25 years ago. And uh, how do you have push hands partners if you come up to Maine and you don't know hardly anybody uh, to keep sharp, to keep the, the the timing for push hands? You could do the form by yourself? Well, I practice the form, yes. Yeah, but push hands is, is, is different. You need a part. It's like playing ping pong. You need a partner. Yes. And I'm wondering how how do you I mean I've had that problem. You move up to Maine and there's most of the people there's very little push hands. I was wondering what you do as far as Well, my teacher's still in New Hampshire and I go down there regularly. Uh-huh. I haven't, you know, gone and trained with him in a while. I've been I've gone through a lot of uh, problem with my hip. Right. And uh, I haven't really gone to see him in a couple of years. Um but I was going to see him pretty regular. Uh-huh. And how many years did you study with him? I studied with him from 1995 until 2007 when I came up here. Oh, very good, very good. And it, it, he was very good at push hands, or oh, he's extremely good. Uh huh. And we also do that in class. Yeah, we I practice it every class with. And students. how long have you been doing your class in Belfast? Uh, I've been teaching here since I moved here, 2007. I I started out uh, teaching through the adult ed program huh. in Belfast. Okay, thank you very much, Randy. You're welcome. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, um, we're getting close to the end of the hour, so I do want you to give your contact information again and explain where you're teaching and maybe give your telephone number. My name is Randy Gilo. I teach at Waterfall Arts in Belfast, Thursday nights, 4 to 5 p.m. My phone number is 505-0980. And... If you could tell us what what how what is the biggest effect that Tai Chi has had on on your life, either either as a particular incident or just as an overall, what would you say has been the the, the biggest change that has happened in your life because of Tai Chi? Well, I'm a lot more I'm a lot calmer. You know, it, like I said, when I was a kid, I had a lot of anger. Uh, karate, you know, helped me with my you know, shyness, but it didn't get rid of all the anger. You know, I don't, I don't know where the anger come from. You know, maybe it's because I didn't grow up with a dad. Um, I don't really know, but the Tai Chi, you know, I walk around, I'm much calmer. My body's never really tense. I can tell, like, when it does tense up and to relax. Like, you step out in the cold, your shoulders go up in the air. You, you, you can tell. And then you relax, you can you get back into that, re, you know, having your body relaxed. And I, I believe, you know, a lot of health benefits come from that. That's why I'm so calm. I never was as a child. <laughs> you weren't. Uh, well, I think that's one of the reasons why the guys at Reentry liked you so much because you uh, you were so genuine with them and shared many of your experiences, and they could see um, that they, like many of us, uh, have issues with anger and, and what it had done for you and that there was really much more to martial arts than simply the competitive, um, aggressive aspects aspects of that. So um, hopefully we will be hearing more from you. And do you have any particular books that you would recommend that people could read just for the philosophy? I, I mean, I understand maybe you can't learn from Tai Chi, tai chi from a book, but there are there books. Uh, well, that... most books, you've got to be, you know, the whole book, you won't get everything from the book, but bits right. and pieces from different books. Um, you know, the Yang family, uh, they wrote, uh, oh, there's a book, can't think of the name. There's a little small book, like I 40 pages. I think that pages. I looked it's on Amazon, and if you, if you put in Yang family, I think it will like come you, up. Yeah. I think Yang Chen Fu put it together. You know, he was the grandson of the, the founder of, tai, of Yang style Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really know. The Tai Chi Classics has some good stuff in it, but in the beginning it's really confusing. It talks about mm-hmm. all the different types of chi. Um, yes, and the aspects can get pretty um, detailed. Yeah, it's About it's the philosophy, confusing. if you really want to read a lot about philosophy, there's a lot to sink your teeth into, 5,000 years worth of, of, of philosophy. Yeah. Well, um, Thank you very much for joining us this morning. We also want to say thanks to our station engineer, Amy Brown, for helping us out this morning. 
and especially to you, Randy, for joining us and, and telling us all about the uh, health benefits, especially the meditative aspects of Tai Chi. For Healthy Options, I'm Andre Bella, and uh, just be well, and please join us next time on Healthy Options. <laughs>